Welcome back to the podcast. This week, we're going to consider another case study in biblical counseling, where we seek to draw together what we've been learning about a biblical theology of biblical counseling, along with a practical theology of biblical counseling, now immersed in a case study. This is fictional, but as you hear the story of Sarah, what you're going to discover at this is that this is all too real to life and really perfectly applicable in many different situations that we might find ourselves. So here's a little bit of the case study. Sarah is a 34-year-old mother of three who comes to you for help with depression. She says she's been feeling terribly sad. That's her phrase, terribly sad for the last six months. And she's had a lot of trouble, quote unquote, keeping up with life. That's her phrase again, keeping up with life. I want to pause here just for a minute because, of course, the phrase keeping up with life really isn't one that we're going to find in Holy Scripture. But that's just the point. <laughs> when we begin to connect with counselees in the context of biblical counseling, it is the role of the biblical counselor to listen very carefully to the words of the counselees in the language that they're providing. And then we work our way backward to scripture in order to find the right diagnosis. Now, this is uh, far from simple, and it's not just as easy as take this verse and call me in the morning. <laughs> this takes some thoughtful reflection, prayerful meditation over Holy Scripture, and drawing out your counselee to learn what their precise language means in the language that the God has given us in the Bible. Ed Welch has wonderfully said that biblically unsupervised thinking always casts shadows on the truth. Well, that's true. And biblically unsupervised speech or biblically unsupervised words also cast shadows on the truth. Keeping up with life actually means something. And we need to ponder carefully before we would ever seek to answer Sarah uh, in her use of this kind of language. So she feels terribly sad for the last six months, and she's had a lot of trouble keeping up with life. I'll file that phrase away for the weeks ahead. Well, she's come to you seeking the opinion of a biblical counselor on what she should do. Sarah has several friends who have received antidepressants from their family doctors, and the medicine seemed to help for a while, but her friends also experienced some rather unpleasant side effects, and she's concerned about that. So she asked you explicitly, do you think that I should see my doctor about taking an antidepressant? Now, I will assume that you as a biblical counselor are not a medical doctor or a psychiatrist, one who is officially authorized by the state to dispense such medicines. Now, we're going to talk about actually where these two worlds collide in a wonderful way, where someone is an MD as well as a Christian biblical counselor. That's a wonderful combination. Most people are not that person. I'm certainly not that person. So when someone like Sarah asks you, do you think that I should see my doctor about taking an antidepressant? You are always answering that question as a layperson, always. And so we want to be very careful as to how we answer such a question. 
In order to do it as well as I can, I want to respond specifically to that question. And I'm going to say it exactly as I would say it to Sarah. So I'm actually going to step into the counseling room right now, into the counseling chair, and uh, for the sake of this particular podcast, do a little bit of role playing. So she says to me, Dave, do you think that I should see my doctor about taking an antidepressant? I've been terribly sad and I'm having difficulty keeping up with life. What do you say? And here's my answer. That's a big question, Sarah. It's one that we ought to approach with much biblical wisdom, especially as we lean on the Lord in prayer. In fact, let's do that right now. Anything worth talking about, Sarah, is worth praying about. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. You know, James 1, 5 tells us that if we, any of us lacks wisdom, that we ought to ask God in faith and he'll give it generously to us. So would you pray with me? Father in heaven, we bless and praise you that you have not left us adrift in this world when it comes to questions like this. You care deeply about the cry of Sarah's heart and you know how to answer it. We confess that this issue is, in particular, is, is a difficult one for us, and that's why we've come to you now. We, we know that you have made us as human beings with a body and a soul, with a material part of us and an immaterial part of us. And we thank you for the good gift that medicine can be in our lives when it comes to treating the former of these two. Lord Jesus, how grateful we are when we consider your own life on this earth, a man of sorrows and well acquainted with grief that accompanies living with a broken body in a sin-cursed world, living east of Eden. We live in a Genesis 3 world. How glad we are that the scriptures give us the confidence that you know how to deal sympathetically with us in our bewilderment and in our weakness. You have a tender touch for the bruised reeds among us like Sarah, and for that we thank you. So would you please guide us now as we ponder whether she ought to see her doctor about taking an antidepressant. Lead us the next step on her path with you. We don't need 10,000 steps, Father. We don't need to know the end from the beginning here, but we're looking for the next step, the next step of wisdom on her path toward Christ and that this decision that she makes would be fully pleasing in your sight and marked by the wisdom from above on which we depend now. In the matchless name of Christ, we ask it. Amen. Well, Sarah, thank you for praying with me. You know, one of the first things that comes to mind now upon asking for wisdom is whether or not your family physician is an evangelical Christian who is sympathetic to the aims of biblical counseling. I know that sounds like a rare combination, and believe me, it is. (laughs) So in the event that your doctor is not a believer, I'd like to offer you the name of a man in our congregation who's a medical doctor and has a general practice about five minutes down the road from here. He's an outstanding physician, and he also loves the Lord very much and believes deeply in biblical counseling. He's the kind of doctor that I'm confident in recommending to you about this question. Uh, Here's his name. I'll write it down for you and his basic contact information. 
Now, Sarah, there's no doubt that as believers, we are free to pursue healthful medical interventions that cure bodily ailments or bring a measure of symptom relief. And in this case, the right antidepressant administered at the prescription of a wise and trustworthy physician or psychiatrist may go some distance. It may go well some distance in easing some of the symptoms with which you struggle. Your experience of depression or feeling terribly sad, or the sense that you're having trouble keeping up with life, and so on. At the same time, I appreciate and affirm the note of caution that you've struck here, that you've got friends on antidepressants who've experienced some unpleasant side effects. Your concern is a valid one, and you ought to weigh that very, very carefully. And though I'm not a medical doctor, and I will never counsel you to go on a medication, nor will I counsel you to come off a medication, uh, it is true that most antidepressants involve a trade of sorts. When taking an antidepressant, some relief may result, but it's also likely the case that some side effects will appear as well. And what you have to determine is whether or not that trade is a good one for you. Furthermore, whether or not you choose to speak with a doctor regarding their recommendation of an antidepressant, and then if they recommend one or if they uh, prescribe one to you, whether or not you actually go to the pharmacy and pick it up, which again is at your uh, disposal, the best medication, the best of antidepressants will only treat symptoms, never the causes of your struggle. I want to say that again, because I think it's incredibly important. Sarah, whether or not you choose to speak to a doctor regarding their recommendation of an antidepressant, at best, the medication will only treat symptoms, not the causes of your struggle. Therefore, gospel-saturated, spirit-empowered, biblical counseling in the context of your local church is absolutely essential, whatever your decision regarding medication. The heart of the matter is that the heart is the matter, and no antidepressant, however powerful, can ever renovate your heart. But God can. In fact, Sarah, I want to turn to Jeremiah chapter 17 verses 9 and 10 in this moment, just to share with you about the character and the power of the God who can deal with the heart of the matter. Jeremiah 17, 9 and 10 says, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and test the mind and give to every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his deeds. So that's Jeremiah 17, 9 and 10. So my basic counsel when I'm asked an excellent question, Sarah, like the one you just did, is that when in doubt, check it out. By all means, if you desire to consult a physician about medication, go right ahead and do so. At the same time, I believe that you are wise to consider an appointment with the doctor from our congregation that I'd like to offer a um, a reference for because he's an evangelical Christian and because of the perspective he'll be able to offer you that very few physicians, very few physicians actually have. 
Finally, biblical counseling, Sarah, is what you ultimately need if you're going to experience deep and lasting change in your life. And we have a number of excellent godly women here at our church that seek to counsel. And I would love to refer you to one of them in order to get started meeting. Well, I'll step out of character. That was our first installment of our case study on Sarah, a woman who is struggling with depression. The next couple of episodes, we will dive right back into the life of Sarah and seek to bring the wisdom of the gospel and to search the scriptures and bring these things to bear in her life and the power of the spirit so that she experiences not just the pardon of the gospel in forgiveness, but the power of the gospel through the renovation of her heart as she struggles with these issues. And I'm looking forward to the weeks ahead. Grace and peace.